Okay, good evening. Um, so, I saw a very cute story uh, last week. The Tefla Karov, his name is Shimshoyan Aaron Polanski. And the Tefla Karov was considered one of the greatest sages in Jerusalem. He passed away in 1948, uh, the year that uh, the State of Israel was founded. He was at, in the 70s at the time. He was actually the, one of the Rebbeim of Rav Yashiv, Rabbi Ravadi Yosef. He was a really, really great sage. And one time he came into a kolel. Uh, it was uh, a few days before Pesach. And he saw that this kolel, this place of higher learning, is a few days before Pesach, and the, and the people, it was at night, and the Avrechem, the people in the kolel, were really studying really hard. And he gave a clap on the bima, and he said, Rabbi Yisai, I have a tremendous mitzvah for all of you. I have a list of widows in Yerushalayim who have no one to help them. You can help, the, you can help them and make, alleviate their situation. So all these Avreichim, all these Kolo people who have been there studying, all got online to take uh, a widow to help out. You know, who doesn't want to help an almana? And they gave them envelopes. And each one looked at the envelope and they saw their wife's name. <laughs> and he told them, he said, what are you doing here tonight? You're supposed to be helping your wife. So you may say, we're all the husbands. So I'm going to tell you the truth. Husbands are not as capable as wives. It doesn't exempt them. Um, you're, you're gonna, you, you're, you are the generals. The husbands are your soldiers, or your children are your soldiers. They don't get, trust me, I, if I wouldn't give this class, I wouldn't know the difference between Corel and metal myself. Um, maybe that much I would know. But they don't get all the details of a kitchen. Um, this is not a woman's job anymore than it's a man's job. It's a family job. But in general, women uh, are better at this, and they know more, and they can dictate what the men can do. Um, so you should tell their husbands, your husbands, or your friends, or if you're not yet married, whoever's with you, to give you... To give you uh, helping him, and since you know all the halakhas, you can give him the hard jobs to do, by the way. Right? You make sure they do all the heavy lifting and all the scrubbing, especially you, Mrs. Safkalovsky. Uh, <laughs> actually, which brings me to you. Last year, actually, this time, were you here last year this time? Yes. You really even moved into the community. You could, <laughs> just, just leave. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, last year, this time, I remember saying in this class that, you know, I had, you got married shortly afterwards, and I rem- remember your now husband coming into my office, and he, I gave him like a list of things he had to do uh, for his wedding. And, and like, it was like a, a whole list, you know, get married, and it was like a list, like most people would be like, oh my goodness, he was so excited. And I remember saying, you know, when you're getting married, you may have a thousand things to do. You may have, you know, tremendous amounts of things to do, but you're excited to do it. You know why? Because it's your wedding. And the night at Pesach, there is no night that you could get at some level as close to Hashem, as, not only as close to Hashem, but as close to yourself to reach levels that you could reach on the night of Pesach. And so much of the preparation are to get to that moment. And really, it should be like a wedding. We should be going into Pesach Excited when you get when you're getting married, you don't may have the invitation lesson. You do a wedding, you do all the details, but you're excited. It's, it's such a festive 
feeling to it. It's so, it's a word in Yiddish, I love this word, kishmak. You know, you know kishmak is? No, you know, you know. You have to come to the ones in a class, right? It's so, it's so great. It's so wonderful. It's an untranslatable word, for, you know. But, you know, and that's what Pesach really should be. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be like, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this? Uh, actually, the Rokeach, I saw recently in a Sefer brought down, the Rokeach was a great, one of the greatest 13th century German uh, sages. The Rokeach says that you should never say how difficult Pesach is. Pesach. How difficult Pesach is. Says the Rokeach, you should never, you should never say that. You know why? So the Rokeach says that, um, that the, the, it's actually the Talmud says, Ushmartim es ha-mitzvahs. You should watch over mitzvahs. It's a pasuk, it's a verse. The Talmud says, Ushmartim es ha-mitzvahs. Really means Ushmartim es ha-matzvahs. So from there, at one level you learn that you're supposed to have Shmura Matzah. Right? You can only get the mitzvah on the night of Pesach. You need to have Shmura Matzah, the Seder. Uh, but also, the Gemara, the Gemara says, Shamar What's Shamar mean? To guard. It also can mean Aviv Shamar Sadavar. Who said that? Torah says that about who? Yaakov was waiting, anticipating for Yosef's dreams to come true. Shamar Shmartem Esamitsus says the Rokayach. Again, it's a great sage from 800 years ago. That one of the main merits of uh, Pesach and Mitzvahs in particular is the anticipation, is the excitement. And we said how terrible this is. Can you imagine if I have someone in my office, I can't believe I'm getting married, I can't believe I prepare this. What are you, crazy? You're getting married! Are you out of your mind? It should be supposed to be freilich. It's supposed to be happy. And you should, when a person has the right perspective, the right hashkafa about Pesach, there's no, oh, Pesach. <laughs> I, I think I said this story once, but I'm, I'm still like traumatized from my youth. I'm not that traumatized, but I'm still, I still re- recall this story. So I was on the plane. I was, a, I was still a, a Bukhar. It was before marriage. And I'm sitting on a plane. as a yeshiva Bukhar. I was flying from yeshiva in New York City to uh, Miami. Now, when I grew up, Miami Beach was, as I said in one of my class, it was Jewish heaven. Right? It was where all the old people went to die. Now, now they all went to Boca Raton and to Palm Beach to die. Right? They, all the retirees from New York now go to Bermuda's, but they, the other joke of Miami Beach was Pesach Heaven. Tens of thousands of Jews were going to Pesach programs in Miami Beach. So this lady sees me, you know, me and my yeshiva look, you know, like that white shirt, black, no tie at the time. She says, oh, Pesach. She's going to a hotel, by the way. She's like, oh, Pesach. This holiday, I want to convert. She just tells me, I'm like, so as a lady, a religious lady, and then I was a little bit, as a, you know, as a why is she, why is she a boy? I was like, I don't know if she'll convert, but if her kids hear that some more, they're going to convert. <laughs> you know, I mean, what kind of mother says, oh, she's going to a hotel, like of all people. I mean, what is she doing? <laughs> How hard could it be? Like, you know, but, you know, at the end of the, I, mean, I think she made to pick a flight, you know, I don't know, she may eat a lot of food. Well, she probably sold her house. I'm not sure what she did, to be honest. But that perspective, can you imagine, oh, a wedding, how, you know, like, you, you, like I mean, I wouldn't marry such a person off. I'll be like, where's the prenuptial agreement? <laughs> what are we going to do over here? Right? You got to be excited. Pesach is all about realizing we're getting married. I really, everything we're doing in Pesach, it should be for that night. It should be that that is a way night to reach the levels. Actually, I spoke to the men last night. Um, 
about why you can't have chametz at the Seder, because chametz really represents the Sahara. And really, as we'll discuss in a moment, the, the, there's a very strong idea to get chametz away. Any chametz, to be extra stringent, because the Svarim bring down, the Kabbalistic works bring down, that chametz is compared to the, to the Sahara. And the reason why the night of Pesach you can reach the highest levels is because it's a night when we break our Sahara. And the greatest... Uh, the greatest way to break the Sahara is to realize we're not slaves. That's what I spoke about last night, actually. It's when, on Pesach night, we realized we could change anything in our life. Right? Mitzrayim, just a very quick summary, Mitzrayim represents Metzar, which means Dachok, to be tight. The, we, you know, when we're little kids, we make a terrible error. You know, if I would ask my kids, um, and the younger ones, like, tell me what happened, what we left Egypt, they would say we're slaves. So what does that mean to be slaves? So they would say, oh, we had back-breaking work, and they threw the Jewish kids into the river, and they're, and they're right. But the main Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, the main leave of Mitzrayim was to become spiritually free. It's that until that point, we were subjugated spiritually. We had very, very low spiritual levels. And the Pesach, today, like yesterday, the main celebration of Pesach is to become spiritually free. The night of Pesach is the opportunity. So we have to be geared up for that night of Pesach. So there is an idea to get rid of as much chametz as possible, even stringencies. So, for example, the Radvaz says, compared to the Radvaz was the teacher of the Arizal, you should get rid of any chametz. The Alshech, who is a contemporary of Arizal in the, in, the, in, the, in the mid 16th century, says that we check at night, just like we look at the night's the best time to contemplate and to cogitate and to ruminate, and to ponder our own lives, and to look deeply. Like, I'll tell you, my, my, for those who have been to my Mitzvah Sharm class, I always walk back, and I always think about my day. You know, that's what I usually, my best thinking is at night. You know, I, I walk, typically. It's a good time to look over yourself, to think. It's a good thing to be, to, to lo- think about life. Think of what we're doing. Are we being successful? Are we doing what else is doing? Right? So, night's a good time to look in the, in the, in the dark places, says the al That's why we look for chametz. And so there's a strong idea to go be extra strict and extra stringent on Pesach to look for chametz, right? Because we want to have no Sahara, nothing representing the Sahara uh, on Pesach. However, if we're overly stringent and we're stressed out, then we're going to miss the boat. Because the, again, the, the main thing is to get the night of Pesach. So we have to do, keep baseline, that's for sure we got to do but stringencies, you can only be machmer, you can only be stringent, as, as you can still be excited and happy. If you are finding yourself super stressed, now if you're super stressed because you invited 25 guests, guests to the Seder, well, that's you're you're doing, I can't help you. <laughs> I tell it to my wife every year, by the way. She says, I invited them. I said, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, but no, she's great. She's, I mean, um, but on a serious note, you know, we should be, any stringency, any stringency is, is, should not come uh, at the expense of our happiness. Really, the best Yidin, the best Jews are happy Jews. Now, it, the, the, most, the way you're happy is by doing Hashem's Ratzah and Hashem's will. But taking stringencies should be done with the idea that if it's stressing you, if you're, you're becoming a shmatat, can you imagine coming to your wedding, you prepare, you prepare, you prepare, and then at your wedding, you, you can barely stand up on your feet. Right? I once had somebody come to my Seder table, um, 
And uh, like within 40 minutes, it was knocked out. And it wasn't because of the wine. And so the person told me, I'm so sorry. I've been working, stay up all night to do for pace. I'm like, you shouldn't have been doing that. You got, you know, they were at my second, whatever, my Seder. But like at the end of the day, they were, they were knocked out. You got to come into Pesach physically strong and emotionally excited, right? And that's our goal for today. We're going to try to uh, learn, uh, you know, she should have a Rafua Shalema. Actually, every year Mrs. Lindenbaum was at this class. And she's always like, Rabbi, I remember in my parents' house, Rabbi. She'll pick up her finger, Rabbi. And, you know, if there's a stringency, I'll, I'll point out. But I wanted you to, everyone just to remember, stringencies, stringencies are great as long as you do it happily. Right? As long as it's uh, with joy. Okay. So... Let's just learn what's the baseline of chametz. So chametz, uh, of course, to be liable for multiple prohibitions is a kazayis. Okay, it would have to be uh, uh, a kazayis, and it has to be edible, edible by at least a dog. What's a uh, what's a kazayis? Kazayis is this is important for any bracha. Is if you're doing bread, now what's a kazayis of pizza? By the way. What's a kazayis of pizza? Just finished making some. I was, I was, I was, I'm not, I'm, I'm not eating matzah, by the way, right? So if you have, if you're having pizza, I'll pick up. Actually, your pizza is very thin, so it's a lot harder because you know. But if it's because it's different. But let's say of a of a piece of bread of a I always of a rye of a rye bread. It's the middle piece. It's a half a piece. Does anyone find that much chametz like lying on their house typically? No, that's to be biblically over chametz. You'd have to have a half a piece of that, or like a whole, or a granola bar, or a granola bar, or something big. It's not crumbs. So crumbs is again the Arizal says any edible crumb you shake it out and everything like that. But to be biblically over comments on Pesach, you would have to have a kazais. Now, by the way, all of us to find the kazais, you don't need to be Inspector Gadget, right? That's not that hard to do, right? Um, you don't. You never heard of him, by the way. Uh, you know, uh, so it's not that hard you, to be. So to be really, the main concern outside the kitchen is because as the kitchen will discuss is, I would say most of our efforts for any house in Pesach, whether you're, you're, you know, I know there are, every year I have a few people going to their parents or their in-laws' houses who are less religious. If you're going to help them, the main focus is the kitchen. <laughs> the kitchen is the all of our main focus should be the kitchen. Outside the kitchen, we'll get to, you know. Of course, we'll look for crumbs to an extent, very easily in a certain way. But the real thing is the kazais. First of all, we're doing mechiras chametz. So what happens with the mechir with the sale? If you miss something, you know, it's, it's sold anyways. Also, you're going to do bittel. What's bittel? What's bittel? You nullify. So the night before you leave, you say, "I give up all my chametz." So even if you would find the kazais. It would only be a rabbinic prohibition. Now, again, we want, we want to find all the kazais, anything that's there. But biblically, even on a biblical level, with no sale and no nullification, it's a kazais. Now, crumbs, uh, we don't, you know, um, could be a problem, which we'll get to in, in, a, in a moment. To the, 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 the thing with crumbs is is to, to be a problem, it has to be an edible, or even a little piece of thing. So if I would find 
um, something under that rug over there by the by the exit door, right? If there'd be a crumb under that, anyone eat it? No, anyone? A what? A dog so with a dog, it would have to be a kazayas, even uh, if it's under like if it's if it's mo- more moldy. So if it's under that under that, you wouldn't eat it. So if it's under your fridge, right? You don't necessarily have to, to move your fridge because assuming nobody put a whole granola bar under there or put a cookie there, you know, nothing to worry about, right? So why would I get rid of it? Because I would clean under there because it's a good time to clean it. But this idea to get rid of it. But I'm just trying to point out that the overarching concern, right, is not for that. So where do you have to worry about crumbs? You have to worry about your pockets or your kids' pockets. I don't know who has kids in Anywhere from the age of three to nine knows that their pockets. Uh, yeah, boys, girls, girls know, girls know. Yeah, so my older ones are all girls. So I, you know, the girls are much better about these things. They can't, you know, boys can walk around with crumbs in their pockets, like cookies crushed in their pockets. The empty bag. Uh, what? The empty bag. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But boys are the worst. Um, but but so in books, right? If you have books, if you if you eat over books. Benchers, of course, will have edible crumbs because they're not in the, they're in the bencher, right? They're they're in the thing. So we got to benchers uh, in a moment. But the main thing about crumbs are edible crumbs. Carpet, very often, by the way, you have to you should we'll, we'll, you'll have to do it in a second. So that's what chametz is. Rabbi Feinstein adds an extra thing to look for in chametz, and that is ethyl alcohol is made from usually grain. grain. So Anything that has ethyl alcohol, if it's a liquid, you could distill it. Okay? And since you could distill it, said Rabbi Feinstein, you have to get rid of it for Pesach. Okay? There are those who differ, but many people are stringent uh, for this. That anything that has ethyl alcohol, now if ethyl alcohol is in a soap bar, not a problem. Could you distill a, a solid? No. Right? In the old days in Prohibition, everyone knows what Prohibition was, by the way? Mm-hmm. So when they, when they banned alcohol, people would distill uh, the, the, the alcohol. So ethyl alcohol, again, is also something you would look for together. Okay, so let's go to the house now. Um, if you have kids, toys, right? So toys are, are if you have a kitchen toy, that's <laughs> for sure. Kids like to pretend like they're adults. So I, I, I said this before. What's our best friend on Pesach? Clorox. Clorox wipes. Clorox wipes are our best friends. Or Lysol wipes. Or Lysol, yeah. I don't get it. I'm not, I'm not a stockholder of Clorox uh, or, or Lysol. Uh, they both do the same thing. So if you have a kitchen, any kitchen toy, why is Clorox wipes good? Because I doubt your kid has a whole pizza or, uh, uh, or, or cookie on that. If you just take it and throw it out, but you, you're worried about things you miss. So you take a Clorox wipe, you clean it really quick. Why? Because if there's anything you miss there, what happens to it? It's it's edible, right? It's now as ammonia, wherever on 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 the crumb, it's no longer edible. So even if you it's there, it's not it's not a a problem. Um, Clothes, you know, clothes, uh, even adults' clothes. If it's something you would get dirty, you just have to make sure to wash your crumbs on it. That type of thing, you take that to your table, right? So I don't think it's really concerned by adults, but you have to make sure that the the clothes are uh, clean. Table. So, let's say it's this table. Right? I'm, if I'm going to eat on Pesach in my dining room table, let's say it's my dining room table. So, tables are a big concern. Why are tables a big concern? Because your food goes on a table. 
So you want to you want to make sure that the table is covered, and you want to make sure that if anything hot gets on the table, um, it is okay. So why is this such a problem? On Pesach, we have two very very big stringencies that are not around the rest of the year, which is why Pesach, you know. Um, is uh, much, much more stringent than the rest of the year. Number one, on Pesach, there's no nullification, which means, and, and, and if I, you see that, see the water urn over there? If I would throw a drop of pig in there, would the water urn still be kosher? Would the, stuff, would the water be in there kosher? Yeah, why? Because nullification is one in 60, but But if you throw one thing of chametz in there, if it's, if, it's a, if it's a pot the size of this room, the whole pot would be non-kosher. So there's no nullification on Pesach. That means any chametz in the food makes the food unkosher for Pesach, number one. That's the biggest reason Pesach is so stringent. And number two is typically we say something which is not 24 hours used, even if it was used for pig a week ago, right? Bidi Evan. If somebody takes a pot, for example, I get a call, I'm eating by my cousin, and I, of course, I have kosher pot with me, but I, my cousin mentioned to me that they cooked uh, non-kosher meat in my pot last week. When I wasn't looking, they were visiting, my, but my cousin took the pot and cooked non-kosher meat. What do I do? I just cooked dinner for me and my husband. Fun. <laughs> what do you do? Right? So it was, it, was, it was your kosher pot. It was tovold. It was good. And your cousin who's been staying by you for two weeks, right, last week cooked non-kosher meat. So what's the halacha? Anyone know? Anyone brave enough to answer? It's still kosher. The meat's kosher because if the pot was clean, the pots you, have to, you can't cook there again. Put the pots on. Why is the meat kosher? Because the pot was clean. There's no there's no pig in the pot right now. Now you're not allowed to use a pot that was cooked with the pig or non kosher meat cook was cooked in, but it's been it hasn't been used for a week. There's no taste in that pot, right? That that so you're not allowed to cook in a non kosher pot for various reasons. But if you did it already, the meat's 100% kosher. On Pesach, if that pot was used eight weeks ago for the most kosher pizza and tastiest pizza, I'm going to give you a free advertisement, by the way. <laughs> you're, you're being recorded live. Every pizza, okay. okay. That's, no, it's okay. I'm happy to pay. It's well worth it. Um, so, you know, it's the best pizza eight weeks ago. It's Yashem, Chal of Yisrael. If I use that pot on Pesach, it's 100% trace. Even though it hasn't used, because Eina Ben Yomo is not, doesn't apply on Pesach. So now let's go back to our case here. This table, let's imagine this is my dining room table. Dining room table, there you spoil, you put your matzo ball soup on there, your hot cholent. If you're some people put pizza, hot pizza directly on the table, I'm not talking about meat and milk right now. Right? The table, I assume, has had comets on the table. Hot pasta fell on it. All kinds. So this table, at some point, had hot comments, which means if my anything on my anything falls that's hot on this, it will become comments on Pesach. It will transfer taste to the table. Not only that, if my pot is wet, if I put a pot on this, the pot will become trafe. Right? So we, is that clear? Even if the table, even if you clean the table, you can't. You know, this table is like a, a bowl or like a plate. It's it's like a pot. It can transfer taste. So what do you want to do? You want to make sure that your table that you're eating. Now, if I use this table to to study on, I'm never going to eat on it. I have to just make sure it's clean. Life is good. But if I'm going to eat on this table, so then I got to make sure that the table is protected, that nothing is, can be no transfer of taste. So I usually, what I do in my house, 
is we either put aluminum foil or better contact paper on the table and then put a tablecloth on top. Why that? Because if I just put a tablecloth, what would be the concern? If it gets wet, what happens with it? It leaks through. It leaks through. So um, certainly the vinyl tablecloths, table if you have it, you have it won't leak through. But we, co- we double cover any table that we eat on. If we're just studying for class tables, no problem. Yeah. Um, do you have to worry about thickness or anything? Or just like, like what I usually do is put one of the clear plastic then my tablecloth, and then I put my clear plastic pillows on top. Right? That's fine. You don't have to. But it's not thick. It doesn't have to. Thickness, yeah, it's not, it's, not okay. a, it's a question of transfer of, you need liquid. To, but there won't be liquid. There won't be liquid, yeah. Heat. The heat's, he can, it's not, it's, it needs liquid to transfer uh, in halacha. Yeah? If you've had, since last Pesach, a tablecloth mm-hmm. and um, a thick layer, at Bed Bath & Beyond, there are thicker plastic coverings that cover not just the table, but they, they, they go down. It's on your table? I'm sorry? It's been on your table the whole year? Yes. Do you, eat, you eat by that table? Of course we, yeah. So we eat you, should get, you go to bed at Buffy and get one for pay off. No, 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 of course we do. But what I'm saying is that do we take off and scrub and still do that? I'm having a little debate. Oh, on the table? No. It hasn't been covered, it hasn't been taken off at all. No, not at all. In fact, the, the foil uh, that was taped onto the table, we only... I'm impressed. Yeah, no, if that's the case, no, no reason to do that. I mean, uh, uh, who are you? Her husband. Her husband. He cares about you. Um, okay, any other questions on tables? Yes. So I was always taught that like, the table, like when we had the plastic wrap, kind of, you know, our kids put their hands under the table, have yeah. a wrap under it, and be taped on. No, nah, I mean, if, you're, if your kid, you know, because also, also the, the chairs, if they're upholstery, and you know, my daughter. Well, so I'll get to chairs in one second. Yeah, that's actually a little bit different. Uh, upholstery chairs, yeah, is, is, is uh, I would. I use like plastic, you know, the painter's drop cloth is very cheap, it's very thick, you can't rip holes in it, it's great. You can get it at Home Depot. I use that for the table, and then I use painters. Yeah, so, so as far as under the table, if you, you know, again, if your kids are putting food there, but, you know, you should make sure there's no food there. But you're not, the, the concern, the major concern on Pesach is that you'll spill and it will trade up your food or your pot or your plate or your fork. Or, and so that's not going to be, unless you're taking your fork under the table, you know. You know uh, and if anyone's doing that, by the way, if they're not under, under 10 years old, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. But if you're over 10, I know some good uh, people that you should speak to if they're taking forks. You know. So no, on, on a serious note, it, they would have to... Um, it would have to be something like that. They would have to be, be, be you know, a concern that the food or something would, would slip uh, on this. Um, shelves. My, my wife was asking me this about t- today about something, you know, if we're just putting in packaged foods. She actually, my wife was asking me how... So a shelf, where your food shelves are, you should take your Clorox wipe, you your shelf. Again, there's a, this is actual breath, you take it out. Clorox wipe. The, the minute is to cover it. Let me tell you why the minute is to cover it. Because if you, anything you put a food shelf, let's say my wife was talking about if you put a plastic, put uh, you know like these uh, ten dollars. Everything everything's so expensive on Pesach, by the way. It's like you know you get noodles. You know wherever you go, it's expensive. You get this, you get that. You put the, you put it on, on on the shelf. Why would you need to put newspaper or some covering there? So you don't. If you take a cork swipe and you clean it, you don't need to do that. But why is there a general custom? In most homes, they put either aluminum foil or a newspaper 
or some kind or some kind of parchment paper, whatever they'll put there. The answer is like this: if there's actually, a, if you miss something there, that bag of food you'll put re- next to your pots and next to your, you know, if there's anything you put up next to your food, you 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 would you would want to make sure it's the, a covering there. That's already a custom. You don't have to do that, but if you do the little but you should. Uh, wipe your, 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 you should definitely wipe them because there are, there, it's a place to keep food. Um, I always put this down. If you use a broom, <laughs> I put a salad for Pesach and get a new broom. And if you have a vacuum cleaner, change the bag. Right? <laughs> Vacuuming the whole week before Pesach and you, you know, you, you know, you vacuum all the mess and all the, you know, so you should get rid of the, the vacuum cleaner bag uh, ahead of time. Uh, rings. What if you don't have a bag? Well, how does your vacuum work? You have to wash yeah, you have to wash. My vacuum doesn't have a bag. Right, and mine's also a bag. See, this is why I have the wife's hair. I don't even know. What do you mean, vacuum doesn't have a bag? You just, and you just, you just empty it over the garbage can. That's it? Oh, so that's great. Like, that's good. Just click it, you're good. You don't have to wash Good, I learned something today. Good. You click it. You don't have to actually wash it, right? It'll be dusty, but you Yeah, that's unedible. That's unedible. That's Yeah, yeah. No, that, you actually exhibit uh, yeah. a lot of plastic. Yeah. Because then you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, if you, yeah, just bottom line, whatever in there, get rid of it. Get rid of that. Um, rings. Now, um, if you use your ring for cooking, uh, you know, your wedding band, or your, whatever you, you, if you have a ring, so what happens? Ring is like a, a spoon, it's, it's metal. <laughs> so, if you need with it, and you, eat, you take, the, take your pizza or your, your challah, uh, uh, or anything. Do you want to, put, do, you want to, do, you want to do you want to give you want to give the phone number also to take order pizza, <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, or any or, or, or anything like that. So at the end of the day, your ring is chametz. Your ring is ma'am chametz. It's no different than putting a, a chametz on a plate. I mean, what do you think is going to happen with a ring? <laughs> the ring is chametz. Now, the thing with the ring is, uh, I don't know about any of you, but any, I mean, I don't wear a ring. But if you, no one's holding chametz, which is you know, 200 degrees for, for a simple reason. You, know, you, you can't, right? So what one could do is you could either do Hagala on the ring, uh, you know, which is, every day I do Hagala, Hagala, the purging water, or just pour boiling hot water over that. that, that, that. Um, if you're, if you're not going to, if you want to take it off, it means if you're not going to, if you are careful on Pesach not to put next to food, just put a Clorox wipe and you're done. If you're going to cook with the ring, you should pour boiling hot water on, on top of it. What about ring cleaner? Like a liquid kind of cleaner? No, it has to be boiling. It has to, it has because to be it, it absorbed, it absorbed, it absorbed. Like I can't use a spoon. Again, if you want to wear gloves on Pesach or you want to take a ring off when you're cooking, you don't have to do anything more. But if you're going to cook with that ring, right? That ring is like a spoon. It's metal. It conducts heat just like a spoon does. So just like you can't do that with a spoon, you can't do that with your ring. So if you're going to wear a ring for cooking... Uh, you know, cashier it or cover it. Right? That's what you should do. Yes. Yeah, you can put it aside. Not a problem. No, no. Just if you're going to wear it, the same ring. It's like taking a spoon. Like you use a spoon. You know, it's the same thing. The ring, ring is metal, so it will absorb uh, taste, especially if you need cook, pour, anything like that. Um, the the general house. You should you should obviously. Uh, uh, a floy, use detergent, and you're done. Like this room, if I had to clean this room right now, I would go to this room, let's, I would take, well, forget the floor, just take a mop, 
with, with soap, and then we're done here. I mean, that's, that's it. So you do that anyways in your house. This um, carpet, you know, if it's an area where you have kids, you should check that area a little bit carefully, just, but in general, just vacuum it. Um, if it's a chair, which is upholstery chairs, where, it's in, where you eat, you should double check that those chairs to make sure. You know, again, I'm sure people do, but you should make sure there's no comets uh, 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 around there. Spots are un- inedible, no problem. I mean, you may want to get your carpet cleaned. You mean like the spots? Uh, but if you don't mind, your husband doesn't mind, it's un- inedible. Nothing, no, not a problem whatsoever. Um, not a problem. Um, garbage cans. So, um, ideally, after wherever your garbage pickup, like my garbage pickup is on Wednesday, you should try. To not put, you should try to put the garbage somewhere else. If you don't have that as an option, uh, let so Pesach's going to come out on Monday night. So you would, you would, you know, you can't sell your garbage cans because you need to use them over Pesach. And um, so you would want to make sure that they're on the street. The city owns it. It's it's better not to get into that kind of question, right? Because they're in you, for sure. Should be in your backyard. <laughs> you have you you ate Monday Sunday night. You had. Uh, you know, uh, pasta or pizza or uh, or your leftover chillins, whatever your your last thing. I mean, it's in your garbage can. It's in your backyard, and your whole house is coming straight. You got it. So, and a lot of, by the way, a lot of the food in the garbage can is 100% edible, right? Certainly, by a dog is edible. It's, it's chametz. So you got to get. I would not. I would recommend not having it in your property at all. If they would be picking up in a little bit, you can't sell your garbage can. It can't stay. It should really make sure. Not to get. Some people say, if you put it off your off your property onto the street where like they pick up, right, and you leave it there, that's already off of your property, and the city already has some ownership. Uh, but one should be make sure that they don't have it. At my house, I just I, I, I give it to you know I used to actually give it to Joel Gadalias actually every year. <laughs> he put put in his dumpster over over there. I have, I have a few other uh, candidates this year. Uh, Can I ask a question? Yeah. Do you have to hose down the bin? Um, so most bins, like my garbage bin, is so gross. I can't That's imagine any. It it reeks. It reeks. But but but, but if but if, if if I'll give you an example. When I lived when I lived in Lakewood, in Lakewood where I lived, the garbage cans were in the ground. It was like it was about like five feet down. They they had come. They had a, a tool. They'd pick it up, and you know there was there kind of like food food down there. So I used to spray it with like Easy Off, which meant that if there's any food there, it was tox. It was it was no longer edible. You know, you know, like uh, you know, it's not. You know, you could take. What? You're making a toxic landfill. Well, it, it, you know, anything which makes it inedible would do it. So if you are you concerned, we act, in my house I, we do wash out the garbage can after it's at, we do wash it out. That's chumrah though, really. I, I, that's like a chumrah to do, a stringency to do. Um, I, I should say we, I, we. One thing I, I go, I splurge on. I really do. I you know, I personally uh, go over my limited budget for Pesach to make sure I get a lot, a lot of cleaning help. It's, you know, those who use Christina, we're, a bit, we're we, she always tells me, Rabbi Pesach, <laughs> Rabbi Pesach. She knows Pesach so well. I mean, she's at my house right like, Rabbi Pesach. Like she's like she's like. I said to her, do you want me to give you a number? I said no. Like uh, you know, no, no one else. Like they, they, you know. So they, they, they know. My, like they're, they're like briskers by, by my house. Like they know, like all the stringencies of cleaning. So um, 
you know, I, I actually, you know, I, I do pay the price because I'm paying them for the job. And I take some extra time, but I do ask them to the garbage cans as well. Um, you know, it's, it, but I would say for your husbands or for anyone else or for yourself, I, it's a good investment for Pesach to get uh, extra cleaning help, uh, period. You know, there's some things you, you, one should, uh, so we, I do, but if you ask me, do you have to? No, you, you, you don't have to. Um, things uh, also uh, that you would you would uh, sometimes forget uh, dentures. By play, please don't. <laughs> I remember from last year. <laughs> dentures, bite plates, retainers. I mean, you're eating hot foods, hot comments with those. Literally, um, so ideally, ideally, you should try to pour boiling hot water. If it'll get ruined, it should at least soak it. Now, why isn't it such a problem? Because even though you're eating hot food, you're not eating boiling hot food. What happens is you, you know, who takes piping hot food and put, you'll, you'll, you'll burn yourself. So it's somewhat, it's not, it's not like it's on the fire. Uh, but ideally, you should try to either pour hot boiling hot water or boil. If you're concerned of it getting ruined, don't do that. At least let it soak and don't use it for 24 hours before... Uh, uh, Pesach. Um, if you are boiling, using boiling hot water on a bite plate, do you have to wait? You should not have hot foods within 24 hours, which will get to anything with a kosher should not be used with hot within 24 hours. I just don't put my dentures in if I'm eating hot food for those 24 hours. Um, high, high chairs? Mm, high chairs? I just, you should see my kids' height. My, you know, kind of how I've had them all. They all have different patterns, but they all have a commonality. Pour their food on their high chair. Uh, hot food, oatmeal, this, that. You know, I mean, fortunately, with a little, you don't give them too hot food. But if it, if it was soup, right? You know, they, they don't, they don't have, they don't have Victorian etiquette either. You know, like, they, they spill. So high chairs, most people. So what you do is you should uh, clean it thoroughly. Contact paper on top of it. Right, all, all, all around. Uh, if, it, if, you, if nothing can get through, I would put a double something on top of that, like aluminum foil, and then you're fine. You can use the, the high chair, but it should be covered for sure that, that no liquid can be transferred. So at least contact paper uh, on, on top of it. Some people put pour, pour, pour boiling hot water. That's better, but you don't have to uh, do that. If oh. I have a tray that I never use for a high chair, it's never been used. Never been used. Your life is good. Just use that. That's been condition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good idea. That's the reason. Okay. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. But you don't have to buy anyone. You can just for next year. Won't be. Yes. I have a high chair which not gonna be used during Pesach. If a what? I have a hot high chair. Right. It's not gonna be used over Pesach. Should I just sell it or I? If it's clean. I mean, yeah, it was used, but I clean it. If it's clean, there's nothing to sell. If you're, you're not, like this way, we'll get to pots. You don't salt, we'll get to that in one second. If something's clean, the concern here, like this table, if I, if this table, if I'm not going to eat it, it's, not, it's actually not that clean. But, uh, <laughs> but assuming it was clean, I wouldn't do anything to it. I don't have to sell it. It's a table. High chair's a table. The problem with the high chair is you eat food on it. And kids don't eat directly off of it. So that you have to cover. But if it's clean, if it's not clean, you should sell it or clean it. If it's clean, it's not, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I pour boiling water on it, it's like a booster thing. Um, do I still have to cover it? 
yes, because it's plastic. I, you know, it, it's, it, it's not so simple that it works for, by plastic. Okay. Uh, things that absolutely cannot be kosher going into the kitchen. Things that can absolutely not be kosher, you for sure should, you're selling the chametz on them. You're put them away, okay? Um, mixers, bread machines, bakering utensils, crock pots, pizza machine, graters, uh, utensils. There are those who are leaning. If you ask me on Pesach, you not do this. Utensils with plastic handles. Um, Remotions did not like that. Pasta makers, surprise, surprise. Sandwich makers, toaster, toaster ovens, waffle irons, uh, blender maids. Sell, put those all in the selling closet. If you're leaving, you're, you're going to be gone the whole time, you're selling your whole house, right? Life is good for you. You don't have to do anything. And the car. Oh. It's a bang. But you don't have to worry wherever you're going. That's a different story. Um, so, um, also, Number one thing to sell, like really number one thing to sell, which you, people forget every year, cookbooks, benchers, put all your benchers and sell every bencher. Don't, you know, I have, I have, uh, forget, I usually bench the Haggadah on Pesach, all the Haggadahs, obviously it's part of the Haggadah, right? But, or I have a few extra benchers from weddings, if, you want to, if, if they haven't been used, if they've been at the wedding tables, you can't use it, but if they're out of the box, you know, I have a collection because people give it to me over, uh, Actually, had, I don't want to say. Um, well, I'm going to finish this list first. Then I'm gonna, uh, use toothbrushes. Okay. To say the least, you need a new toothbrush for Pesach. Okay. So you use toothbrushes, you should put by your sale. Um, and I say this every year because I, I, it, it actually happened and I was in the room. Painted macaroni, right? I said this story. I was once at a rabbi's house in the Bay Area. He invited me to come over and we're talking and learning. I was leaning back just like this. And I'm like, looking, I'm looking. And I, and I look at him, I say, is that macaroni on your wall? Like his kid, it's like painted macaroni. It was sitting on his wall as part of a project. So kids' projects, like Play-Doh also, Play-Doh is? Comets, flour, you gotta get, that should be uh, put, put away, yes. Yeah, just make sure, take a Clorox wipe, put it, and don't put it next to food. You know? I had an elderly relative. I once, uh, don't, I, I was really, I really... I once offered to table someone's thing, and I was, I was helping this elderly person, and I was totally, to, didn't know about tefillahs, or table and stuff. And then I was like, you know, the Shia Bakr so I said, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna take your 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 television table that she was like an older lady like this like she this elderly lady, you know, she's all she would watch like half the day. No, you'll take me first! You'll not take this <laughs> like she grabbed it, she like, you know, I'm like this Yeshiva kid like this, like crazy Yeshiva kid. It's like, no, you're not taking this. And I, you know, I was just joking, I was joking, you know. Uh, so uh, seriously on Pesach on Pesach, don't, if you, if, on a serious note, if you put your, food next, your phone next to food, don't put your phone next to food on Pesach. And then you'll be fine. Just clean it and it'll be fine. Okay. Um, anything on the table, by the way, like candlesticks. If you have metal candlesticks, which you keep on the table, right, you should, you can kosher it. 
you can do Hagalah on it, or just don't keep it on the table. <laughs> um, if, you, they say, if you keep it with your chametz on the table, put it on a side table. Don't put it where you eat your food and you'll be fine. Why? Because again, metal absorbs taste. So either you're going to kasha the candlesticks, or you'll leave it off, or you'll clean it, make sure there's no chametz. Just don't put it on the table, with, don't put it on the table with your matzah. Don't put it on another table where you're not eating. But if you, if you always keep your, candle, your candlesticks on the table, Right, you you cannot have it on the table of Pesach unless you're going to kasher because they, they they are metal and we're concerned that they were absorbed uh, taste. Coffee makers, if you keep it away from chametz and they only have unflavored coffee, I don't know if anyone who uses only unflavored coffee, but you do. But where do you keep it? Not on your kitchen counter. No, when you were no. Do you wash it with your dish, other dishes? No. So which then you'd be technically using it on Pesach. Uh, Exactly what I plan on doing. Yeah, okay. You're good to go. Um, I, but I can offer you some good flavors for next year. Some really good flavors. Um, okay. <laughs> your hard sell. Refr- oh, refrigerators. Sell your refrigerators. Uh, refrigerators. <laughs> uh, refrigerators and freezers need to clean thoroughly. That needs to be cleaned thoroughly. One second. Clean thoroughly with the mirror. In particular, the biggest problem with the fridges is where the plat, where the where the door closes, because that yeah, the right there. Things no, you, no one puts food there, but things spill, <laughs> right? Things spill there all the time, right? So that you should just take make sure to clean. The fridge should be clean thoroughly with Clorox wipes and clean thoroughly. Now, unless you're going to put hot food directly into the fridge. Then you're not obligated. You're not obligated to cover it. Most people cover everything. I'm just in the fridge now. You know, what I, every year I have this question. Every year I say it's totally fine. If you're selling, you know, if you're selling your house, you're selling your house. But if you're in the house for Pesach, like most of us, you're selling certain products in the house. So you're keeping. Some people sell bread over Pesach. Some people sell bread products. Right, so they they could they keep in their fridge or freezer, and the answer is yes, because you can sell part of your fridge, part of your freezer, right? You could. So my parents, for example, you know like the two bottom the fruit vegetable drawers. Every year they sell those two drawers. I mean, I actually, my parents are coming to me the first days. You know, it's a, a little role, role reversal over here. They said I remember as a kid every year those two drawers were taped, sold, and there would be like all kinds of Hummus products in there. You could do that. You could sell. The, what, what's, what is it? You can sell the door, but what you need to do it has to be completely covered, and you can't see through it. Like you can't be getting like your 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 almond butter or your cashew butter. What, what else do you eat cashew butter but for Pesach, right? You know, or something your 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 cream cheese, and you look down on Pesach and you see your bread there. It, even if it's coming, it should be covered. It should be non visible. That's there. So you could sell even the door of the fridge. Right? People will sell product. They sell part of the door. That's okay. You just have to cover that area and put it on your form that you are selling uh, that. But the fridge itself should be comp- do a thorough job of the parts you're using, and uh, ideally to, to contact paper or put something where the where the food uh, goes on top. Same thing with, with with the freezer. Same rules apply. Okay. Um, so again, when you're looking at um, the, 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 your most, your clean. So you rest your house, your bedrooms. So what are you going to check in the bedrooms? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to swing back to the kitchen. You know, the bedrooms, if you have kids, you got to check where they put food. 
you gotta check all their pockets. Uh, I said this to the men a million times every year, without exaggeration. I get the following question: It's in the summer, like June or July. The person's traveling. Levine, you know, I, I went traveling in February, and it's now it's now July, and the person's going some kind of summer vacation. I opened my suitcase. I found a granola bar. <laughs> suitcases. Check your suitcases. You know, that's like a number one place where every year in the summer. So, oh, when's the last time you went traveling? The suitcases, people travel and they eat, right? Check your suitcases. That actually, you could find whole, most people don't keep, you know, a granola bar under their mattress. Um, you, know, you, know, you know, most sane people don't keep a granola bar. You know, check your, obviously, your cubby. But your suitcases, everyone puts food, right? And, you know, especially travel, travel bags, pocketbooks, all of that stuff. You should put most of the bedrooms. You go check your pockets, your coat pocket. Check if you have, you, have, you know, have a few people who are empty nesters. Life is very easy, you know. Most rooms they don't eat anything in the house. They don't, you don't even, you don't have to check halakhically those rooms. There's nothing to worry about. But otherwise, you're going to vacuum, you're going to clean. The main focus is your tables where you eat, your dining room area or living room wherever you eat there, and your kitchen. So in the kitchen, you want to make sure anything that's going to be next to cooking, anything next to food is really done a thorough job because again there's no nullification there's no bittal and even if you use something weeks ago it's it, with chametz it's a problem so obviously the greatest conductor heats you know it's capable electric burners if you have electric burners life is very easy right because that's when you turn on the highest if you have electric burner the absolute highest for 15 minutes it turns red and the burners are good to go okay the drip plans you should keep, you should clean very well, and that's it. You don't have to do anything else. But if food falls on it, it will become non-kosher. So if you, you know, um, but if food, when it has, you know, no one's gonna, you know, you the only thing that's gonna, no. But what you do do is you can't use hot water there if you get, with a sponge that you're gonna use for pesach there. So you have to take up uh, a a a a, a, a ta- paper towel and clean it, right? But you just have to make sure there's no chametz there. That you have to do. But the drip paint you don't have to do hagala. Some people do it if they want to, but you don't nothing to do. Um, but the burner is where you put the pots. If you have an electric burner, very, very easy. Um, if you have gas, the grates should go into your self-cleaning oven. Okay? Because the, 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 you put those grates, there's the, the, the gas, the fire goes above, and the grates for sure have spills, and they're boiling hot, and either you could take a blowtorch on those grates, and, and most people aren't. Do you ever use a blowtorch? Yes, I've used a blowtorch more than once. Yeah, I figured. Um, but but most people, I don't recommend using a blowtorch, uh, if you, even if you have one. Right? It's not a good idea. Uh, so if you if you have a self cleaning oven, um, you should use that. If you don't have a self cleaning oven, make friends. With Can someone be my like, friend? Yeah. For my for my shelves. And the Who wants to be your worst friend? friend? So you're a good friend. Did you? But you, you, you know each other from Dallas. No. Do you overlap? No, we met each other here. We met each other here. Okay, I think a bit of old friendship. Yes. The grades for a gas oven. Some of them have tips, rubber tips on the bottom. Should we just get rid of them? No. Can't stop cleaning. No. Oh, then you should yeah get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I won't tell my. Don't tell him. No, you're. He's, just don't let him. Don't let him listen. Yeah, don't listen. He, um, um, the area before between the burners should be covered. You know that. You know people go out of uh, overboard with aluminum foil, but there you want to cover it. So aluminum foil is your other friend. You'll cover the area between the burners. That 
that area is for sure there's spills over the year. People put the pots down. We all, all just cover, clean it, take the aluminum foil, make sure there's no chametz there, and then put aluminum foil on, on there. You're not going to use it uh, uh, otherwise. Um, the backsplash, the backsplash, the backsplash should also be covered with aluminum foil. Um, you know, every year, and I'm sure people have this, they have glass or corning, these new fancy, what's that, these new fancy, these new fancy burners. You can't, I, I believe you cannot kasha those. The CRC has a whole way you cover, if you cover them, by the way, even the middle, it could crack very easily. So I, 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 I suggest. Are you about the flat ones? Flat ones. No, flat ones. I don't believe so. Not, not about cracking it. So, exactly. You buy two burners. So, exactly. I, I told Mrs. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Roberts years ago, was the first one who really had this, and then a few people in the community have this. It's, just, it's, it's $12 or $15. You buy electric Walgreens. burners. Yeah. Walgreens, Home Depot, wherever you want to buy. You can buy it at Amazon. You don't even have to leave your house. Amazon delivers, right? Walgreens, Google Shopping. Google Shopping. I have one for my pizza. Yeah, you, 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 I mean, I'm not going to use that. Right, but right. So that you should just use that. It's not anything else would be substandard, or you could crack to do. You'll you'll, you'll ruin your, uh, your, your. I wouldn't do that. So, um, and even covering it, like trying to cover all the areas around it, and the heat, the way those work, it's a bad idea. And you have to cover the middle areas, even if you turn the higher, uh, higher area. I mean, so just get electric burners. It's very easy. It's not expensive. Uh, you can have it year after year for Pesach. Um, yes, yes. For the fans, I that's a real important one because stuff can drip down. Is it just advisable yeah. to cover? So, oh, that, yeah, thank you. So in general, the overhead fan areas, you have to clean very well. I, I guarantee you, because they're we're not, really they're schmutzy and dirty. You know, they, they get your, your pasta boiling, psh, they go up. The, your, your, your matzo ball soup, which is not kosher pesa. cleaning help to do this part, right? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but after you clean it well, you cover. You, you need to cover it with aluminum foil. There's no because there's no they can't get all the way in there. So it's a vent. You have to cover that. That has to be covered with aluminum foil. I, that that if you have an overhead like that, I actually don't have an overhead where I am. Like an exhaust below. Uh, but if you have it, you need to cover that with aluminum foil because that goes up. Uh, you know, and that's um, for sure. Okay. You, you had a question? Yeah. So what about the knobs? Oh, thank you for, for asking that. You should clean those very well. Yeah. Do they have to cover it? There are people that, I mean, uh, you don't have to cover it. I mean, you're not going to, because you're not eating food off of it. If food hits it, it could be a question. But I, there are people who cover it. It's not really, you, you could, I would just clean them very, very well. Some people will throw it into a hot, boiling hot water. But luckily, you can clean them all and just don't let food hit at them. So you've got some great you got the grates in the, the grates have direct in the oven, cu- in the oven and, and then the whole the rest of the stovetop is covered with aluminum foil yeah. but that, have, don't have to worry about the knobs you don't have to do the knobs my wife has like a little you know, I think we may have an knob special for Pesach but you don't have to do that and then you, then you just don't see where the uh, uh, after you cover the whole thing you don't see where the uh, what you would call uh, no, well, either if you either you leave that open, or depending where knobs are, if your nose are above, I would try to cover. You can. It's not usually that so hard to figure out. Right, exactly. Right, if it's on the side there, just cover it. So that, yeah, so cover it. Uh, uh, yeah, we don't have to. Yeah. I can't remember what I did with this last year, but I know I did something because you do the foil, and have at least for mine, it has like a glass display that you touch. 
to change the temperatures, but oh, the yeah. way it's angled, food is always falling onto the glass. Mm -hmm. But so, see, when my mother-in-law, she takes the ceramic, so she can get in, she just puts a sheet right. of ceramic. Right, uh, exactly. That must be what I did. I yeah. Did. Only been there, for, I guess it'll be my fourth place I've been. I'm trying to remember what I've done at this house. The old house was better than the cheaper stove. Right. Oh, so, ovens. Ovens. Easier to clean. Ovens. Ovens. If you have self-clean... Uh, can I sell my... Oh, so, 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 if you have self-clean... You're good. Turn it on for one cycle, you're done. Right? You are done. Now, there are the people who will still cover the door because with aluminum foil, because the door... Uh, first of all, people would put pans down on the... You know, you're, you're carrying things, you use the door actually to put things directly on. And also, the, the door arguably doesn't get as hot, especially if it has the glass, or the, like the hard... Like the pile of that, that, that doesn't get as hot. So there are people who cover the door with aluminum foil and just... That would come around. We do that, but uh, technically speaking, the oven—if you self-clean your oven, if you, can, you can have pig in there. You can make a kosher. You can have you can have chametz in there. It's kosher. It's it's, it's a thousand degrees approximately, right? It's uh, self-cleaning oven is hot, hot, hot. So now, if you don't have a self-cleaning oven, speak to your husband. Maybe get a Pesach present. You know, speak to your landlord. Tell him this is kohen nefesh. Um, uh, yeah, I know your landlord. Isn't that you know Thomas? He ain't buying me any new ones. No, I don't think okay. so. So, in any case, it's so hard to tell the difference between discoloration and so. Stuff. So, so if you don't have a self-cleaning, right? So, if you have a standard, if you have a standard oven, life is actually tough. Well, mine's not standard. It's probably older than me. Uh, you have an antique. <laughs> antique and standard go together. <laughs> Yeah, these are, it's okay, the same thing. Basically, happens, basically you don't have you, bas basically don't have you do not have you do not have libun. Um, so what you need to do in that in that situation is you should not use it for hot food within twenty four hours. Okay. Uh, you should first clean it thoroughly right. with Easy Off. Yeah, I mean, to, you know, get off that. all of the toxic and stuff like that. Then don't use it with, for twenty four hours. Mm -hmm. And then you should give your racks to your to who's your who's your oh to, this is fine bro because who's your friend and she'll self clean your wait 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 wait, wait she'll self clean your racks racks need to be self cleaned right um, if you have no friends and you're in, uh, and you're not in San Jose you're in some faraway island so technically speaking I would say if you had no one to do this you should um, clean it 24 hours clean it easy off it wait 24 hours. Uh, turn it on the highest for two hours, and then you, whenever you have food, you should put aluminum foil on the rack. You should have aluminum foil every time you cook on that rack. Uh, so make sure you have good friends. Yeah. So okay, but the pay oven. someone to be your friend. Right, so the oven. So, yeah, it is hard if you don't have self-clean. By the time, wait, 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 wait. It's not my first time without self-clean, but, like, it's just, every year I know it's the same thing. If you scrub it and you've used Easy Off, you can assume you're fine. Okay, so then the light bulb, all the way in the back, okay? So, well, I could put a new one. Like, the bulb itself is dirty, and I'm going to totally kill it if I try to clean it. It belongs in the garbage anyway because it doesn't work. But if I want, if I remove it, like I don't, I can't clean the fit, the fitting either, because it's, uh, well, it's it, so old. So, I mean, it, if you make it completely inedible, if you easy off it, yeah. it's technically technically okay. okay, because it can't even. It, so if, if you'd have all that, it's dirty and it's yeah, and it, it doesn't fit that. Yeah, if it's, so, if it's easy off, you have, it should be fine. Yeah. 
Just spray the light. Yeah. I was going to say, if it, so it's okay to caution the oven, even if we're not using the burners? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. As long, you, you still have to clean the burners. It's okay to use the oven? Yeah, absolutely. You, to, you have to caution it, but yeah. No, I yeah. am. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, Once it's all cleaned, easy off. Do I turn it on for two hours? For two hours? Yeah, for highest five fifty or five hundred, ever it goes to two, for two hours. Um, warming drawers cannot be kashered. What can Warming drawers. Uh, microwaves. Anyone have the all metal all metal microwave? All what? Metal. Metal. Okay, so let's skip that. Plastic microwaves can't be kashered. So that's, that's easy. All metal could be kosher, but but uh, no one has that. Um, Dishwasher? Anyone have all metal dishwashers? You do? So you can cash your dishwasher if you have new, if you have new racks. No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. okay. So we'll just skip dishwashers. All metal? All metal. Oh, it is, I think. All metal? All silver. That's metal. So that you can cash, but you need new racks. Unless they're metal racks. No, sometimes the racks are metal too. They're like covered with. No, they're not. But usually, yeah. I don't know. That's the yeah. plastic. Yeah. Plastic interior dishwasher cannot be cut. No. Do you have to run it through a cycle before you seal it up? As if it, there could be stuff. In yeah. So or you sell it. Sell it. So you don't have to run it. Do you have to? No. If you if you're gonna sell it, you don't. Yeah, we see it. There's no way to cosher. Uh, a plastic, no. So what do you do? You, you just wash by hand? wash by hand. Or disposable. Disposable. It's always helpful. Except for the environment. We're in the Trump administration. We're in kids. No, you get recyclable, with disposable. Uh, yeah. It could bust there. Oh, yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, no jokes aside, sanity is important. So you know, uh, um, okay. Sinks. Um, everyone uses their sink. So <laughs> sinks are. So if you have, if you have a porcelain sink, you cannot kosher that sink. If you have so, and and if you have a stainless steel sink, you could kosher it. So let's just you know, if you have a porcelain sink, what are you gonna do? You're gonna you're going to contact paper it, and you're going to put an insert in it, ideally as well. Do both. But first, you. I, I, I would do both, because if you don't, the contact paper can come off, or or you don't use hot water. If you're using lukewarm water, then you're. But if you're using hot water, especially when there's, there's parts you really hard to co- co- cover, uh, I I would recommend because again, think you're having food, and that's where your food is coming to the whole year. And you're not koshering that, and you're using hot water or semi-hot water. I mean, you know, that's like a, you will trafe up your Pesach dishes. Because remember, any, there's no bittel. I mean, if I use a thing months ago, it's a problem. So I would, you can't kosher it, so it's for sure has chametz in it. If I, when I've had porcelain, I, I, and I, I, I have, um, I've, I, I've covered it, Use an insert and I always hot water. That's just like crazy concern, but you know, because that's like really that, that's mamish a chametz thing, right? And you're putting you cook through the whole year with boiling hot water and you use your detergent, blah blah blah. You, that's what you're doing. You're, that's that's, that's, that's like um, it depends if there's back how, how high your insert is. Depends on what kind of insert you have. Also, I still have to work 
Right. It depends on your answer. It depends on your answer. Right. Um, what's that? What's that? Um, so it's a, with the sink, with the sink, if it's covered, foil will come off the sink. Uh, it works. Doesn't come off. If if it, I how does it, how do you do, how does it not come off? You have to have tape in there. Ah. Uh, and is that tape in there? Doesn't come off. Well, listen, I, I, I have a hard time believing that, but if it works, it works. Yeah, you don't have to. That, uh, if it works, it works. Now, if you have a stainless, if you have a stainless steel sink, technically you can kosher that. Um, uh, I remember someone told me how they kosher their sink. They had an instant hot. They took a cup, instant hot. They did the sink. I was like, it doesn't work. <laughs> you need to, to do to kosher a sink. You need. Boiling hot water. Instant hot gets like to 160. What's boiling? 212. 212, right? You got to be 212 plus. It has to be boiling. And you can't pour it into a cup. It has to be direct. So I actually have one of these like... So you either take a pot and you boil a pot and you hit the stainless thing, still sink. Or a cuckoo or something like... Oh, they actually sell these things. To, they sell them. They're called koshering kumkums. Like they're big. They have handles. And you, they, they're made to kosher. I was given that as a Pesach gift a few years ago by somebody. They're great. Um, but you have to hit all of the parts of the sink, including the outside part around the sink. Usually it takes, if you have those, it takes two times or three times. And at each time, you need to dry it completely. Because if it's wet, you can't kosher. So some people say, I'll just, I will just cover it. And not worth it for me to, to do that. But if you sit there and pour the boiling hot water all around the sink, it can be kosher the Pesach. You have to do nothing else. You also have to hit the top, if the, you know the spout. You can hit the top part also because usually that spout you're using hot. You put like my pasta. How do I make pasta? You put it. We have a thing. You put the drainer in the sink, and you pour the, the water over it, and it goes steaming up all the way into it. So that part also gets has to get uh, hit as well. Okay. For my porcelain sink that I can't kosher. I should still do it for the faucet. The yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yes. You should still do it for the faucet. Yes. Faucet isn't stainless. It has like a painted antique finish on it. So is it like, metal? It's metal, but it has like an antique bronze painted finish because I think I don't know. What kind of so technically, you can kosher it. That's fine, but yeah, but the, the bottom part you should try to get where the, where the spout is. You should try to pour boiling water. I think the very bottom where it's the aerator is actually plastic. Maybe I can order a new one. Or either or pour boiling hot water in, or just don't use hot water in Pesach, and you have no problem. You know, have you noticed hot water on Pesach? He's lukewarm, you know, like not hot water. You never have a problem because there's no transfer. It takes heat, right? It's not, it's not a magic to get. To, to, it takes heat. So let's say you, you have a hard time in the sink. You know, you can't leave it there for 24 hours because it, it's another problem in halakha. But if you're going to wash your dishes right away and you use lukewarm water, life is not so hard because you know, there's no transfer of taste, right? It takes uh, heat. Um, with the sink, I just want to remind people. That you have these like plastic cups you want, Tilsadime or metal cups, you, they, that sits in the sink with your pizza and pasta and chillant and kugels. You need to use new ones for Pesach. Uh, you can't have the same one. Those Nagelwasser cups, those washing cups, are mamish comets, right? So in my house, we have one, but in the old days, I used to switch one with the bathroom. I don't eat in my bathroom. The bathroom is never in the sink. I just switch it. <laughs> Life is good. It's just. The, the, the sink, the kitchen one is used around the chametz, and the bathroom is not, right? Um, 
also with the sinks, uh, dish towels, many people are careful to have separate dish towels uh, for, for Pesach. Okay? Um, yes? Uh, so you need to cover the uh, knobs and the, where the water comes out, the spout? I didn't say that. Oh, just clean it. Oh, just clean it. Okay, I thought, I thought I heard that. I thought, no. Okay, so I don't have to. And then, you don't have to. You don't have to cover them. I mean, okay. you, know, you don't cook over them. You don't wash over them. Okay, so. okay. And then, and then, but you then, should, but I, if they're metal, I, some people will pour the boiling hot water over it. But you don't, definitely, you don't have to. Because usually, usually hot food doesn't hit the, the, the knobs. It's not, it's not near it. I mean, it's in the sink. That's where you're, you're, you're washing. Now, I have a question about this aluminum foil. I've never had success with aluminum foil, but not sticking. It just it always seems to tear. Uh, in a sink? Yeah. I wouldn't use aluminum foil. Oh, because there's not aluminum foil. She's. Uh, so yeah. she does it. I would not recommend. It. I have contact paper. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't. I, the, I, if it works, it works. Even on the stove, the aluminum foil on the stove tends to tear. Right. If it works, it works. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I want to. I want to finish in a few minutes. Shh. One second. I really. I want to make sure just to finish in a few minutes. That way, uh, everyone can get home. The right time. I'm, I will stay. I'm not going to run out. Um, just as a reminder, I have this as a note over here. Tablecloths, right? Um, uh, vinyl tablecloths cannot be kashered. Vinyl tablecloths are chametz, right? If you anything which is a vinyl tablecloth should be put away and sold for Pesach. Okay, they are mamish chametz. If they are cloth or fabric tablecloths, technically you can wash with hot water and soap. But the minute is generally not to do that, just to get, have special tablecloths for Pesach. Um, gloves, by the way, the OU says that latex gloves have to be non-powdered. The powder very often is starch, right? So if you use gloves, you can have latex, but non-powdered gloves, right? Um, Reverse them, wash them in soap and water, and then dry them off, and then reverse them again. What the gloves? You wash out the powder. Yeah. Reverse them, wash out. I mean, if you, could, I, 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 I assume so. I don't know how, how easily. I've never tested that. <laughs> you know, I, if, if, if the if the powder is not there, it's fine. I just don't know if that's uh, how that how easily it comes off. Um, no, I didn't say it. No powder gloves. No powder gloves. Yeah. Um, Oh, I get this question. I put this down because I've been getting this over the years. Hot plates, hot plates, like the, the platas. So a hot plate, you could clean very well the top completely, right? Put it on the highest um, for an hour, let's say a half hour, hour, and then cover it with aluminum foil very well. I even, I would, or arguably even double cover, but I even cover it once and you can use it, Okay. Because it's not, there's no food going directly on it. It's going on the aluminum foil, right? So if you want to have your hot plate, a blech is a little bit more complicated. I'm not gonna. If you need to do a blech, I wouldn't have to do that. I get a separate blech. It's a piece of metal. It's gonna separate one for for Pesach. But a hot plate, most people don't want to buy two hot plates, so you should clean it. You have to clean that very well, right? Uh, some people have aluminum foil on the hot plate the whole year, and then just then they're fine. But yeah. I, 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 you do that? Do you since last year? Like two? No, no, I have one. Right, so that's that's the easiest. But if you don't have one for Pesach, that's what you would do. You, you would, because you can't kosher it as is. It's impossible to be kosher. But you can clean it very well, turn it on the highest, and then cover it with aluminum foil, and there's no transfer there. Okay? Because Rami had them last year, and they're called hot, hot pads. 
and it's a little circle that opens up into four different. I've seen this. And they and they work really well. They work well. Okay, glasses. I, the the Mishnah talks a, a crazy way to cast your glasses for Pesach. <laughs> I, I, I refuse to say he says it's been the evidence. You know, in the old days in the report, like Lithuanian, Belarusia, White Russia, they sat there, they put their, their glasses, they soaked it for twenty four hours, three times, seventy two hours. Today you buy glasses, how much? Six dollars for, for a, a dollar store. A, a dollar store. You just buy good glasses for Pesach. Do not rely. We're not poor over here like that. You can. It's it, glasses are so cheap. Um, you, you know, one should not be cost. It's it's a big Shiloh. One should not be kashering last question. But other things people want to kosher. So what do you have to do if you want to kosher? Um, so the Haggalah in the show will be April 9th. So let's say, what, do you have to do? what are the requirements for that? So anything, so number one, anything that's going to be koshered needs to have been completely clean and not used for 24 hours if it's going to be doing Haggalah. Right? Now I'm here by the Haggalah because I want to make sure it works correctly. Uh, the Haggalah has to be Piping hot water, and you don't have to worry about that. I'm going to worry about that. But it has to be piping hot water. If you're doing it at your house, you should know this, though. It should be piping hot water. You usually take a sock bag or something like that. You put it in the, in the Haggalah bin. It has to be all metal. All metal. And should not have been used for 24 hours. Number one thing kasha every year is kiddush cups. Most people want to kasha their kiddush cups. Right? So you, you, you should be... So if you're going to use a kiddush cup on Shabbos, you're going to come on Sunday... You could do that. Does anyone use hot wine with their kiddush cup? No. no. So, but what do you have to do when you clean the kiddush cup Saturday night? Use cold water when you rinse it off. Then you're fine. You can just put it into the haggalah bin. So anything all metal, uh, plastic. There are, there are many stringent in general, and on Pesach one should be stringent not to kosher uh, anything with plastic. If it's very expensive, you should ask a personal shiloh. Um, the other thing is, it, it has to be things, when do you, what do you kosher with Haggalah? Forks, knives, pots, kiddush cups, stuff like that. If it's a frying pan, fire. It, you need to do a libon, right? It has to have, that's cooked directly on the fire, so you can, if you have a, 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 a strong frying pan, you can put it in your self-cleaning oven, and you're done, because that's like a blowtorch, but that really needs a blowtorch uh, to go ahead and, uh, and, and do it, right? Um, uh, but otherwise, most things that are cooked with liquids, like pots, and if you have all metal cutlery, uh, things that sort people like to use are silver, right? So they're napkin holders, silver napkin holders, so they're silver candy dishes, right? If you want to use that silver, you got to do Haggalah. If it's going to be on the table with your chametz, and it's table in Pesach, you got to do Haggalah as well. Um, I will stay if there's any other questions. Otherwise, uh, you know, I'm going to just revert back to the beginning. Pesach is great. It really is. It really, really is. It's like a wedding. Huh? It's like the wedding. You're getting married. I'm getting married again. <laughs> no, right? But it should be enjoyable and it should be great. All right. Thank you, everybody. It should go well. It should go great. It should go smoothly. Mr. Greenwood, I need you for one second.